0: Let me put a statement on the line for you guys. All agile failure is a failure of courage in action. Simple as that. That's this week on the Badass Agile Podcast. Greetings, team. Welcome to the Badass Agile Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Williams. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Wonderful to see you. I want to thank you all for being loyal listeners, for being friends of the Badass Agile experience. This week, I want to talk to you about the nature of Agile failure. But before we do that, let's take a moment to remember why we're here. To create an elite tribe of leaders who truly serve their clients and communities by doing what matters and what works. Relentlessly chasing value and excellence like a badass. There are so many resources out there about what you need to do to be agile, but we're focused on who you need to become in order to lead teams. So let's hammer down those fundamentals to create a truly unique and powerful force in this industry. Remember, guys, if this helps you, tell your friends. Now, you can find us routinely on places like Clubhouse. Look for the Badass Agile Club. Hey, check out the podcast on the new Shuffle app. Links are in the show notes below. Okay, so what is failure? We're used to the words project failure when we're discussing things like old waterfall methodologies. Every year there's some new report talking about how 60% or 70% or 80% of IT projects fail. Well, what does failure really mean and why do we care? To me, failure means that we have failed to deliver on the promise of a given technology, product, or method. Now, this is really important because if we're measuring this and reporting back on this, it's of concern to us because in Agile, by adopting it, by using it, by promoting it, by practicing it, in a way, we're making a promise. We're making a promise to our customers. We're making a promise to our clients that we somehow figured out a better way to do things with less waste, more focus, more customer value. Plus, 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 right? I mean, there's so many other things that we're promising as agile practitioners. And the moment that we fail to live up to those, the moment that we don't deliver what we promise, we have what I would consider and what other people observe as failure. So the problem I have and the reason why we need to care is because now we're starting to report more and more that agile statistically is as much of a failure as anything that preceded it ever was. So guys, are you picking up on a pattern? We need to learn and really pick up on And really respond to the fact that failure is not caused by tools. It's not about the tools that you buy or use or how you choose to use them. It's not about process. Same thing. It's not about the process or methodology that you choose or how you use it. It's not about the people. There is nothing wrong with your people. It is a failure of courage in action. And while we might think immediately that that is a people failure, it really isn't. It is a collective failure to create cultures that allow courage in action. It may be a failure to teach people what courage means and what it looks like. It may be a failure to inspire and lead those people to know what courage is and when and how to exercise it. So in a way, it's almost an organizational or cultural failure. Okay, so great. Let's put the blame aside because you know what? There's no value in pointing fingers and saying failure is happening because of this thing, this person, this tool, this technology. That won't help you. We need to get down to the business of solving this problem as a tribe, as a bunch of badasses. So what does courage look like? First thing, let's look for the opportunity to be courageous. Where does that live? Number one, having real conversations. Having real conversations means telling it like it is. If you see something a certain way, if things are not good enough, if as a crew we're not pushing hard enough, we need to find the courage to tell that truth. Because when we sit on it, when we tiptoe around it, we're accepting it. Does it require courage to do otherwise? Yes, it does. How do you find that courage? Well, look, there's been a million books written on it. You can read those if you want. But ultimately, this is a muscle that you have to train. You can start with small discussions. You can start with safer discussions by bringing it in front of people that you trust, that you already have a good relationship with. Or you can go all out, stick your neck out there, and just say what needs to be said. Now that is the spot where people go, whoa, hang on, that sounds scary to me. So if it sounds scary to you, the one thing that you can't do is spend all of your time and energy trying to make it palatable for people. In my experience, the best way to bring real feedback sooner is to say, I have something to offer, and this is not personally directed at anybody. This is not about the quality of any one person on the team. This is about the outcomes that we've achieved. This is an observation. This is an area where I'm hoping we can all look, agree, be honest, and seek to improve. Are you guys comfortable with that conversation? Can we have that conversation today? Can we have that conversation and remove our personal feelings from it? Or can we have that conversation? And if it bends your pride a little bit, talk to me. Tell me how you feel. Whatever you do, let's commit as a tribe that we're not going to weaken our conversations or soften the content of our conversations. We are simply going to build up our teams to get better at having those conversations. And I think that is a different skill. It's a different approach. The next thing you need to get courageous about is making strong decisions. So frequently we blame management for not allowing decisions to happen at ground level. But trust me, if you make good decisions and you showcase them to the people who are paying for you to be agile, they're going to love it. Now, if you make decisions and they cause failures, the next best thing you can do is to limit the cost of failure by making sure you only go a day or two days or three days in the wrong direction before you're able to showcase, get feedback and correct course. Now, that's where Agile Scrum has got things like retrospectives and daily stand ups to limit the cost of doing the wrong thing for a bit too long. So, you have everything you need in the toolkit to make strong decisions. The only thing stopping you is perhaps your belief that you're entitled to do so or the fear of getting it wrong. This, too, is a muscle that you must flex. And if that's difficult, once again, start small, but set your ambition high. Meaning, understand that in order to prevent agile failure, true agile failure, you must get better at making strong, firm, and sometimes fast decisions. Plan if you must, analyze if you must, but control the size of that planning and analysis. Remember what the manifesto tells us about that. It's not that planning is bad, it's not that analysis is bad, it's not that analytics are bad, it's not that data is bad, but there is a balance. Because what success favors is bold decisions. So get inspired. Realize that this is something you need to and should get better at. The sooner you get better at it, the more quickly success will come to you. But if it's uncomfortable, and it will be for many, then start with smaller decisions. Decisions that are isolated from high cost of failure. But, 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 pretty soon, you have to expand the scope the impact and the courage required to make those decisions or the muscle doesn't grow. You simply have to get bigger if you're going to start small. Which brings me to my next one. Set bold targets always. The worst thing that you can do, and I'll do a separate episode on this pretty soon, is to set smaller targets because it's easier than setting big ones. When we set big targets and we fail to hit them, we assume that means failure. No, no, no failing to set big targets is failure. Again, there's all kinds of books you can read on this, but the truth is that if you shoot for the moon, you're going to clear the treetops. So if you're going to fail to some degree in some small way anyway, and you are, there will always be failures along the way. Isn't it better to fail at something spectacular than it is to fail at something small and limiting and safe? So if you want to have more courage, get out there and make big claims, set big targets, because trust me, when you fail once or twice, and you don't like the way that failure feels, you're going to learn by doing at how to get better at hitting your targets. So the bigger the target is, the more success you'll have. Here's another area where courage is required. To stretch. Meaning, acting in the face of uncertainty. Acting in the face of discomfort. Stretching simply means, in this case, knowing when you're out of your comfort zone, knowing when you feel fear, and learning to act precisely in those moments, learning to understand what fear and uncertainty is speaking to you in your mind, and how that limits your desire to act. A lot of times, you're your own worst enemy. So if you want to have more courage, learn to feel. When you sense uncertainty, learn to feel when you sense discomfort or fear. And get yourself to act, just a small act at first, in the right direction. You see a pattern here? Start small, then grow the muscle. Like anything in life, you're never expert the first time you do it. All of the growth happens when you simply begin and commit to continuously getting better. The last place where I think you can find Mountains of courage, if you're willing to look, is by asking hard questions. What does that mean? You know, we're so afraid to say, how am I doing? How am I showing up? Is this what you wanted? Does this delight you? Does this make you a happy customer, a contented customer, or a thrilled customer? Is this the best thing you've ever laid your hands on? Because we're so afraid of having the answer be no, that we would rather not ask it but isn't that putting blinders on if we're being honest? Is that really living in truth or living in avoidance of truth? If you learn how to ask the right people the tough questions and get really comfortable with the answers, to stop taking it personally, to stop assuming it's a reflection on your worth, but simply a reflection of where you are in the process, in the journey of creating excellence, then everything can change for you. Guys, I want to see you more courageous. This is why I built The Forge. This is why I built this podcast. So I think it's important to admit and to remember that there is no such thing as a failure of agility, only a failure of courage in action. I hope you enjoyed this one, guys. You can find me at badassagile.com or on Twitter at badass underscore agile. Don't forget to check out the other places where we live, like the Facebook Badass Agile Listener Lounge clubhouse and definitely dig in our youtube Lawrence Bonoma and i are doing more and more stuff all the time so i want you to see some of that click the links below to follow us on social media i appreciate you can't wait till next time and until then stay badass